now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager, Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Building Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give the Whole Home Show team members a call. They'd love to hear from you. And I can help you too, by the way. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria for over 28 years. I'm a rare born and raised Victorian. I've never left here. I love our town. I'm a huge community supporter. And in my time, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their goals and dreams in real estate. And I'd be happy to help you too. You can find me on the CFAX website, cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, uh, the entire team at the Whole Home Show here on CFAX 1070. Uh, or you can visit my own team's websites, the Prime Real Estate Team, primeteam.ca. Today we're talking about getting your home organized plus getting ready for the big move. Guest Emily Barrio from Less But Better will tell us how to tidy up that junk drawer in the kitchen. Plus Annie Ardeal from Act Together Moving Services runs through what to expect, downsizing, and organizing and getting ready for your move. Our weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity or a great story to tell us about real estate, give us a call. Our number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or find us again online, cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. Received an email from Tristan. Tristan's question is, what are some what are some of the items we can prepare for in advance of listing our home for sale? What are some of the items we can prepare in advance for listing our home for sale? Great question, Tristan. Uh, and I wish more people actually asked this question. Actually, rather strangely, it sort of fits under today's uh, theme of organization and preparation. Um, uh, so you're thinking of selling your home, obviously, and wondering what are things... You know, most sellers ask us the question, ask us that question under the guise of what can we do not only to be ready, but to make sure that we achieve maximum result on the sale of our home. So number of things to think about. First of all, depending on the age of your home, Tristan, uh, if you have a newer home, this is not really an issue, but an older home, say anything uh, 1980 or older, uh, you're going to want to do a few things around the house uh, to and document them. So for instance, if it's an older home, get yourself a ground, pen, pe, ground penetrating radar scan around the property searching for buried oil storage tanks. So uh, this is something that we bring up all the time. And there's specific areas in town where they were very common. And of course, the ages of homes, you know, the 1940s, 1950s, even occasionally very early 1960s, you may not think that you have an underground oil storage tank in your property. Maybe you bought the house and there was a 
above ground tank that you removed and converted the house to gas. There's a lot of people that have a tank buried in the ground. These are things that actually uh, people that people not only did many years ago, but it was encouraged because in those days uh, the thought was that an oil storage tank was unsightly above the ground. So they buried it in ground. And of course, nowadays it's a concern because it could be an environmental issue and the municipalities all want the metal out of the ground. Uh, and uh, again, you may, you, may, you may have lived in the house for years and you may say, I don't have an underground oil storage tank. Well, guess what? Uh, my family home that my family had been in since 1962, uh, I grew up in that house. I had no idea that there was one and we found one. Now, why would you do that in advance? Because even if there is not one found, which is obviously what you hope will happen as a result of a scan, at least you have the documentation that you can provide a potential buyer that gives them the comfort knowing that there is no concern either environmentally uh, or um, having to remove a tank. So that's the main reason why you would get that done. There's a number of companies in town that provide that service. We've had some of them uh, on our show here over the years. So um, just look them up. That is one of the first things I would do, Tristan. Uh, another one is uh, getting other things looked into. For instance, if it's an older house, and if you know that there's some knob and tube wiring in the home, you're going to want to get an electrical survey and call up a company to come in and determine how much of that knob and tube wiring is live uh, and maybe even receive a quote as to how much it would cost to remove that. Now, why would you do that? It's because insurance companies now are having issues with homes that have knob and tube wiring. Just because you have insurance on your home right now, it does not mean that the next buyer, the next owner, will easily get insurance too. And this is a major hurdle when people are purchasing a home because it's one of their conditions subject to getting uh, insurance um, uh, clearance. And this is something, of course, that Carrie Augustini, our show sponsor, talks about every once in a while. Uh, another uh, potential hazard is checking to see if there is asbestos insulation in the attic. This is vermiculite insulation. Again, something that people put in their homes many years ago. It's something that has not bothered the homeowner for many, many years because, let's face it, most people don't go up to their attic to check it out. Um, we all know, of course, that asbestos has health issues, uh, and it is definitely something you don't want airborne, so moving around uh, up there in an attic space. Uh, get somebody to pop by and take a sample of the insulation to get it lab tested. Uh, and again, this along with the underground ore storage tank scan is a document that will come in very handy when you sell your home because these are things that every buyer asks. Are there issues with the house? If you have documentation that can clear this or can uh, allay their concerns, it's going to make things a lot easier for you, especially if you're in a marketplace with more competition, if there's other homes out there. When you think about it, uh, when somebody asks that question of you, you have those documents as opposed to your competitor where the seller doesn't have them. And of course, the buyer is going to be left with, oh, hmm, okay, I guess this means I've got to do my inspections. I think it's going to be easier going over to Tristan's house because he's had all those things done uh, and can buy and they can buy with confidence. Um, uh, a last thing too, uh, unfortunately, Monica and Reese aren't here. Of course, there are show sponsors with Shoreline Building Inspections. Uh, something else that you can do is you can get a pre-listing building inspection done and um, I just I was asked this question actually just on Friday um, somebody was asking if it would be a good thing to have and the answer to the question is 
It may be. If it's an older home again, uh, you know, presumably you know about the condition of your house. You know about your major condition, your major uh, systems, sorry, and you know how everything is functioning. You may want to get a building inspection done again just to have for a potential buyer. Uh, it's not to say that that replaces the buyer's building inspection, by the way, because the, bill, the buyer should still get their own. You know, it is uh, up to the buyer to do their own due diligence. It's buyer beware. Uh, but on the other hand, it is often, uh, again, comforting for a buyer to know uh, that somebody else has recently done a review of the property uh, and has not noticed uh, anything glaring or anything problematic. Uh, so those are some of the things, uh, Tristan, that you can consider. Now, do you have to do these? No, you don't. I mean, I- I'll be honest with you. The, the majority of sellers do not get these pre-inspections or uh, reports done. But again, when you think about it, it will make the selling process just that much easier for you. And it will make you more competitive in a marketplace that might be competitive in the case of other listings out there that are competing with you. Thanks for your question. And again, for everyone else, if you have something you'd like us to bring up, give us a call. 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or cfax1070.com. Look under shows. And there you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with me. Tony Joe. If you're a podcast listener, you can catch all of our episodes on iTunes or Google Play. We've had so many great guests, so, so many great topics to discuss. It literally is a library of real estate-related uh, discussions that will help you through your entire process. We need to take a quick break, but we're going to be talking about organization, getting your home organized with Emily Barrio from Less But Better. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. I think all of us have that drawer in our kitchen. You know that one that you don't want to open up, especially if you've got little kids like me. Uh, everything's in there. It's like the collection drawer. It's the junk drawer. It's the SH you-know-what drawer. Whatever you call it, we all have that. And every once in a while, it's like, oh, my goodness, got to get that organized. There are people out there that can help you with that, by the way, including our guest right now, Emily Barrio. Emily is from Less But Better. Uh, Emily, thanks for coming. Hi, Tony. So tell us about what you do. Very excited. I've had a chance to meet you, and I've heard about it, but uh, let our listeners know what Less But Better is. Yeah, so um, I founded Less But Better this year, Mm -hmm. and it's been a, a creation around reducing stress and making things easy. So I have developed a program that uh, implements techniques to remove the clutter, make it simple, and add in systems so that it can function and be appreciated uh, every day onward. Well, because here's the problem, because it's one thing to organize that drawer, for example, Mm -hmm. but it's always a question of, at what point in time does it return back to that state? Absolutely. And that's that's the biggest push with what I do is I do not want to come in and do it for you and then it revert back. Uh-huh. I want to make it so that it, it stays. And to do that, um, you do really have to add in systems, <clears throat> creative systems, so that everything flows and so that it it's easy for each person because we're all a little bit lazy in the sense that we operate from the law of least effort. And so when things are easy for us, then that's what we'll do. 
Yeah. And so that's my goal is to make it easy. Yeah, and the extra complication is we don't necessarily live alone. Like if we lived alone, we had a system and a process and we knew where everything went in our, in our home. Uh, that's one thing. But then you introduce a spouse or a partner or, like I said, in my case, kids like my daughter who can never uh, put scissors back in the same place. Uh, how, how, do we, how do we figure that out, right? Totally. I think with kids especially, um, it's really important to look at keeping it easy for them. Mm -hmm. um, and so to realize that they might not remember where things go, but also when it comes to things like their toys, to just have something so simple that they can clean up easily, like a basket on the ground in the living room that's kind of uh, attractive looking, matches your style, but the kids are able to reach it. They're able to see it. And so that when you ask them to clean up, for example, they can put all their things away and it fits. Ah, okay. And you've got a background because you were an educator before, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've taught elementary and high school. And I think that this definitely fits in nicely because I, as they say, teachers have to be very good at coming up with systems to keep classrooms organized so that even five-year-olds can clean up. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. That would be so nice. Yeah. Uh, so now, um, Less But Better as a company. So somebody, who is the ideal customer or client for you? Yes. Right now, I have, uh, in real estate, for example, my ideal client is someone who wants to uh, prepare to sell or convert their home into becoming a vacation rental, such oh. as for Airbnb. Yes. And they don't necessarily have the time or the energy to... Or the know-how sometimes. Or the know-how, yeah. how to get it ready. And so then I will work with them to change the space in a way that makes it feel more calm, feel less cluttered. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that they have to get rid of anything. Um, I don't push for that. I feel like the clients actually um, make that decision on their own. However, what it does take is it takes just creatively designing the space so that there is that feng shui, that flow, that energy, and people come in there and they feel like it's kind of like a hotel. Mm -hmm. They feel like they want to come in and rest and relax. So um, in, in that regard, but also I work with people um, such as CEOs of companies who are so passionate about their company and their business and they have so much on the go, but their personal lives are kind of falling apart. Yeah. Maybe they aren't able to keep up with their their home, their laundry, their just everything, and they feel a bit overwhelmed. Um, so yeah, because I, it's tough in a, in a in a busy life to come home to disarray mm -hmm. is 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 not good. No, no, especially people who know that they're capable and desire that calm and desire that restful place, and yeah. they know that they can have that and appreciate that, but they also literally have no time of day or mental capacity to even know where to begin. Yeah, you know, I actually I can think of a few people like that <laughs> that, that I've met who are like you said, they they in business or in their 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 job role, they're fully capable of organizing like organizing big uh, uh organizations, but then you wonder about, you know, uh what's it like at home for them, right? Yeah, it, totally. And it just takes being a bit of proactive in a sense, like taking the time to extra time now to work with them and get those systems in place, the automation, all the efficiencies, and then they can go back 
to their life, but it flows better and mm-hmm. it's all set up for them. But it does take some time to prepare those things. Yeah, because I, I, I feel that part of this is kind of habit building, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bu- building those habits and, and, you know, where to put things and, and all that, right? Yeah. And not thinking too big. Like atomic habits is a thing. It's small, quick, easy, short habits that um, we can change over time. Amazing. So I'm on your website right now. So it's lessbutbetter.ca. And uh, it's great because you, you have outlined here a program and you've got, uh, you've got this four, uh, step, um, four steps here that mm-hmm. uh, you go through with people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us about the, uh, the process when you meet someone. Like if somebody gives you a call and says, come on over, um, wh- how do you start? Yeah, absolutely. I have a phone consultation yeah. or a video. Um, and being in Victoria, I'm also open to meeting a person in, in a coffee shop. Generally, it's about a 30-minute interaction um, where we just kind of chat about their space and kind of what they are desiring, what they're what they're declaring that they really want, and um, and then if it's a good fit for both of us, from there I will come over, see the space, um, and just kind of get to know them, build a bit of rapport. Just honestly, I do just listen a lot and ask a lot of questions. And then um, we make a plan. We start with the biggest, most um, ideal thing that they want to really shift. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we get to work on our session. It's usually about three hours. Um, But I'm open to doing less because I understand people are busy. Mm -hmm. And in that that first session, we, we create a flow state. In other words, we, I get them to be more deliberate with their things, their space. Instead of having it just operate by this default, it's getting them to really look at and question what is surrounding them and what is serving them and maybe what is no longer serving them. A lot of the time, things just creep in and enter our homes every day. <laughs> and we don't... Um, and then all of a sudden, 30 years later, yeah, yeah. you know, Annie will tell us later about <laughs> yes, the collection of things, right? The collection of things. Yeah. And I always tell my clients, like, when in the decision-making process, they don't have to get rid of anything. That's not my... That's not what I'm here for. But what I'm here is to get them to question it. And when they do begin to question they often get rid of way more than they even imagined. Mm -hmm. And they feel the airiness and the space. And so I actually do remove um, extra stuff for donations. Um, I'll even donate things like bicycles for consignment. Uh, I've done lots of recycle and all of that. And it's just so nice for them to have that space right away. Because I think two of the biggest reasons people don't do this on their own is they don't know where to start because it can become a really big mess and they don't know, um, they just don't, they're not motivated to finish with actually removing. Of course. And so. so listen, before we head to a break, I got a question for you here. Yeah. Have you ever had somebody where you remove something and then later they go, oh my goodness, I want that back. I've done that to myself, yep. <laughs> but I haven't done that to a client. Well, and that's probably voiced it. Well, that's probably because you've gone through this process and yeah. they've identified that it's not necessary. Right? And it's really careful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, listen, if people need to reach you, how can they do that? Uh, they can reach me by phone yep. or through my website. My phone number is 250-885-4613. Great. And the website? Is www.lessbutbetter.com. 
lessbutbetter.ca. So L-E-S-S-B-U-T-B-E-T-T-E-R. Great. Uh, well, listen, Emily, don't go anywhere. Uh, we just need to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be picking up on this conversation, then talking with Annie Ardeal about making the move uh, easier. Back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager, Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance. The Sitka Law Group, for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And Shoreline Building Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team a call. They'd love to hear from you. They're great people to know. Uh, again, you can find their contact information by visiting cfax1070.com. Uh, look under Shows, and there you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. Uh, and all of their contact information is there. We're talking today about organizing and uh, those things that we live with around our home that maybe we can consider downsizing or removing. Uh, we have in the studio right now Emily Barrio. Emily is with Less But Better. Emily, thanks again for coming. Thank you. Great. So uh, we before the break, we're talking about uh, an assessment. So uh, you talking to a client, determining what their needs and their objectives are, uh, and then uh, helping them uh, meet those and a lot of this, I, I, th- I think the question maybe that our listeners might have in their in their minds uh, is what in our homes is driving us nuts mm-hmm. right and what what can we remove that would just make us feel better because I think we all have I, I and again I've I'm a great example. I have the bedside table with a stack of books. I don't know why. I just, I've, it's like I've had this thought that if I leave them there by osmosis, I will have read them over time or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, I just, it's, it's a feeling of disorganization. Uh, and, and every once in a while, I remove those things from the bedside table, but they have a habit of coming back, right? So, I mean, this is some, these are things that you deal with, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, something that I put into place a little while ago that is my favorite system that I tell everyone I meet is um, called the Outbox. So what that is, is it's a little, or it's about the size of like a banker box Mm -hmm. and it's usually fabric or wicker or something that's not cardboard. Okay. And um, you leave it in the base of a closet or in the corner of a room where it's uh, accessible but out of sight. And it represents the place in your home where you put things that you no longer want or oh. need or use. Oh. Or you need to return or you need to give back to a friend. Um, because what happens is, is we have these moments where we recognize we have a duplicate or we recognize we have this thing that we're holding that maybe it's an article of clothing that no longer fits us or suits us. But instead of doing anything with it we just hang it back up or yeah. put it back in the drawer or put it back up higher and so what this does is it gives us a place a designated place to put those things and sometimes it's returning a thing to a friend or a library book yeah. and what happens is, is it's just a place for all those things to go wow and it's so easy yeah and no then kidding. when it's full yeah you take the time to 
go through it and make your bag for the thrift store and make your library bag. And you can even have multiple boxes. You can have boxes for your kids. Um, if they recognize, it's good to actually put that on them, leadership, for them to say, oh, this doesn't fit me anymore or I don't like this anymore and get them to own it. Yep. Then they can drop it in the outbox. And the best part is, is the outbox also represents a bit of a, a filter. So maybe after a month or so, you can go back and you can realize, oh, I actually do like that oh. or I actually do want to keep that. And it gives you a, a second chance. Yeah. And so, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you call that again? The outbox. The outbox. <laughs> oh, I need one of those. Yeah. 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 That's a great. That's so. This is just a, an example of some of the things that you help people with. Yes. Yeah. So, and then, like you were saying, with the side table, um, that's totally natural. It happens to me too. I have a drawer. Yeah. It gets it gets full, because you're in a hurry. Um, but it just takes that deliberation to okay, yeah, that now this is full. I need to go through it all and and. Uh, kind of make amends you know it's it's just amazing i okay my i've been in my house for 13 years now and um actually before <laughs> knowing that i was talking to you today i went through this one drawer that's been <laughs> that's been frustrating me in my home office right and i'm like how like man as human beings we collect a lot of stuff like, do I need to keep all those pens that I, I that I get say, at conferences yeah, get all and all that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so that's obviously one of the things that you deal with on a regular basis, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I really promote the, the one pen rule. Oh. I don't always follow it, but I really believe it's, it's great to have, like, a really special pen or a couple that yeah. you absolutely love because then you take care of it like your cell phone. You keep it with you. You keep it safe, and you don't need, Ooh. like, hundreds of pens. Oh, my goodness. I like see. like yourself. Well, <laughs> I not only have my pens, I have my dad's pens from like the 1940s. Oh, there so you go. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, that's a whole other story yeah. that we'll talk about with uh, with Annie in a moment. Uh, again, uh, Emily, if people need to reach you, how is the best way to do that? Uh, they can reach me by phone. My phone number is two five zero eight eight five four six one three, and they can also reach me by email. That's no problem at um, Emily at lessbutbetter.ca. Great. Well, I'd encourage anyone to give Emily a call because, again, I mean, just an example of the outbox is, is a great way to organize your life. And uh, and this is very different from staging. We're not talking staging, mm-hmm. right? This is um, yeah, a very holistic approach, as it were, right? Absolutely holistic, yeah. Love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, listen, we have uh, Annie Ardeal also uh, with us today. Annie is a regular. She's been on the show here many times. She's with Act Together Moving Services. Annie, thanks for coming back. It's great to be here again, Tony. Well, so this is a great topic because this, you know, yeah. th- you fall into this as well. I'm loving these ideas too. Okay. <laughs> I have I have several outboxes. Um, one is the railing above our stairs. The other is on the stairs. Oh my. And so many of my clients use the stairs for the outbox. Yeah. So I love this idea, Emily. It's great. When we're moving people, everything goes in a box. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really into boxes and, and using it. Um, one that actually is part of your decor, I think is a great idea. Yeah, not yeah, not that cardboard banker box. Right, because right? yeah. our boxes aren't too pretty. They're they're really plain. So exactly. you don't want one of those in the corner of your living room. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, so just remind listeners or anyone who hasn't heard you yet, uh, Annie, Act Together Moving Services, what is it that you guys do? We are a full move management uh, company and we make moving very easy for people. Uh, our clients don't have time or uh, energy or the wherewithal to go through the entire process you're talking about with uh, the question from Tristan. 
how to get your house ready to sell, mm -hmm. and then how do you move. So that's a lot of effort, and we come in and handle it all for our clients. Well, considering people don't move on a regular basis, I mean, we've had clients right. that, you know, on average, it's five to 10 years, they say, uh, both you and I, you and I have had clients that have not moved in 50 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a very daunting process because the, the, the sale of the home is one thing enough. Yeah. But then this whole idea of how do we uproot and go from point A to point B? It's really scary and so much change. But if someone's been living in a house for, you know, anything longer than a few years, they might have lost track of what's in the house. <laughs> yes. So the first step really is taking a, a, a really large overview inventory of all the things that are there. And then uh, for th thinking forward, what can fit in the new place? And oftentimes, uh, if it's a big downsize job that we're working on, a lot of the furniture will not fit. Those are almost the easy ones, though. It's the closets, the basement, the garage, the crawl space, all of those areas that might not exist in the new and possibly smaller place. And all that stuff has to be dealt with. Yeah. Actually, I'm glad you brought up the garage because that because if somebody is moving from their home of 30 years to a uh, independent living um, uh, yeah. community, right? Yeah. They don't have that workshop. They have a parking but, space now. Yeah. If they're lucky, right? Yeah. And yes, they would not have a shop and they would not have a sewing room, even a kitchen. They might not even have a kitchen. Yeah. So huge change. And, you know, Tony, what people should be focusing on when they're going through that change is the legal financial, emotional changes. Yep. Um, it's a terrible time during a move to be thinking about your stuff. It should already be dealt with at that point. Yeah. Deal with the stuff, and then when the move comes, you'll be present to deal with the really important stuff. Yeah, how important. Uh, well, listen, we need to take a uh, quick break here, but we're going to come back and have more conversation with Annie Ardeal from Act Together Moving Services. People need to reach you. How can they do that? Well, they can call our office, 778 351 3888. And they can also check us out online at acttogethermoving.com. Right. And you've got great checklists on your website too. So yes, people we should do. check that out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, listen, we'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking today about getting organized, getting your life organized by having your home your place of solace and your place of, of comfort as opposed to that disastrous mess that you never want to come home to. Uh, we were uh, chatting earlier with Emily Berrio. She is with Less But Better, and she's still here with us. And, of course, we were having a conversation just before the break with Annie Ardeal. Annie's with Act Together Moving Services. Uh, Annie, thanks again for coming. Coming back. Well, I'm I'm excited about this topic because a well organized house is so much easier to sell and move. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is a great topic. So basically, what you need is you need Emily uh, to have gone in and provided the systems and creation of habits for the homeowner. That's right. So they don't have that junk drawer. Yeah. Uh, and then that makes your job a little easier. Not that you're looking for easier, but it's just it's better for the consumer. It's better for the the owner, right? I love the idea of setting up habits because if there's no system, you will go right back to it. And I have a four year old. There's no way we could keep our house looking tidy and neat if we didn't have systems. So I, I really believe in that. And then when you're going through a move, you're changing. Everything is changing, but your system doesn't have to change at all. It can stay exactly oh. the same and you can the resume. Because the habit goes with you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the really, what I love about this topic the most is sometimes when we're moving a client, we get the house organized by getting rid of the stuff that isn't necessary. And the client just falls in love with their house all over again. And, you know, there's, then well, they don't want to move. they things that they haven't seen for a while. Yeah, but they yeah. think, oh, gosh, look at how the sun comes in through that window and I take down those drapes that have been up for 40 years. Oh, or, yeah. you know, just these things that all of a sudden with that awful old couch gone, this room looks twice as big. These are all the things that a, a buyer, a potential buyer, will see when they walk in the door and they will fall in love with your home too. So everybody's having a big love fest. This house is great. It's going to sell at top dollar and hopefully with really, you know, normal conditions. Yeah. Um, what I'm seeing right now, you and I were talking earlier, is really fast closing dates right now. Yeah. If you don't have your house in order and your closing date is two weeks from now, that's going to be so stressful. Yeah. But if you've got systems and you're organized, you've gotten rid of all the stuff you don't want and you know where everything goes, packing up and moving can be a breeze. Yeah. Actually, I'm glad you, you brought that up again because I, I can think of um, uh, cases in the past where uh, I've had people who've lived in the home for, say, 30 years and it stresses them. They, they, they need two months or three months to organize and everything. Yet, on the other hand, I've had people who, you know, the right offer came in and it needed a two-week close and the owner's like, no worries, I can get it done. And right. it's like, holy cow, how do you do that, right? Yeah. And I and what you're saying is it's organization, right? That's right. If all of your closets are already um, emptied down to just the bare minimum, yeah. um, the buyers will, will look through your home, they'll open up closets, they'll see space. Mm-hmm. If they open up the closet and it's full, like my crawl space uh, was up until yesterday, if it's full <laughs> of empty boxes oh, yeah. for electronics that you're thinking in 20 years when you move, you might need. Oh, my goodness. Right? I want to open up that door and see space. I don't want to see empty boxes. And and every buyer is just like that. Yeah. There's, a, there's an emotional reaction when they enter a home. And if the home is full of stuff, no matter how beautiful the stuff is or how interesting, it's a turn off. So that's just basic. So number one, get get it all cleared out. And then uh, also, here's another wonderful benefit. Your move will cost less. Yeah. It costs a lot of money to, to move all that stuff that's all scattered all over the place. But if everything is down to um, what you really love and want to keep, moving will be cheaper. Well, and with that cost, uh, when you think about it, it's because everything requires labor. So the more contacts that you need to make to find a home for things and all that, so it just adds up, it right? It adds up. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess the most important thing is what you touched on is the stress. Yeah. Because um, there's so many really high-level important decisions that you need to make in a short period of time. It should not be decisions about China or a piano. Mm -hmm. You should have dealt with that a long time before the move comes. And you can. If everybody just starts getting into these habits that Emily is talking about, having an outbox or, you know, starting to take all of your food from your pantry that's going to expire in the next month or so. Take it to the food bank right now. Mm -hmm. They need it. It's the perfect time. Just start to do things like this that'll make it easier in a year or two or five when you're going to move. And let's face it, we've all got to move sometime. Yeah. So why not get ready for it and enjoy your home at the same time? Yeah. You know, as I'm talking with, with both of you guys, something else that, uh, that comes to mind for me is... 
the difference between, you know, when we're showing people houses and when you see a house where our buyer opens up the closet door, opens up like the crawl space access, the difference between seeing a house that is chock full and, of course, people prepare their home for sale. So what they do is they chuck all that stuff into the crawl space yeah. or into the storage area, right? Uh, that versus seeing a house that is just, you know, pristine doesn't necessarily just mean the, like paint and, and, uh, and all that. It can mean how the people live in the home. And uh, I, have, I have to say that it's kind of telling because it, it tells you what kind of people the sellers are. Yeah. And wouldn't you rather buy from a, a seller who has been taking good care of the home? It's it's sensible, I think. Yeah. You're always you should always be looking when you're buying a home at those details because they could lead to other problems. If someone's not taking good care of the things within the home, yeah. it can lead to rodents, yeah. bugs, mold, and all sorts of things that your inspector will find when it when the like you were saying that that uh reese yeah. and monica will find when the time comes yeah or, or it might be difficult to have an inspection done if the inspector can't get around uh-huh. you know the mm-hmm. the the crawl space full of boxes and stuff like that yes right? and in a basement that can often be the case if the hot water tank or the furnace is hidden behind a whole pile of stuff yeah it, yeah it can make it more challenging Oh, my goodness. Well, we're talking today with uh, Emily Barrio. She's with Less But Better, uh, talking about organizing and changing the habits in your life that make your 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 home and your life just that much better. Also, Annie, our deal with Act, Act Together Moving Services. Uh, while I know, we've you and I have talked about this before, Annie, people have, uh, you've seen a lot as far as what people have in their homes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and especially if because uh, you also deal with a, with a, a good amount of seniors, uh, people yeah. that are moving, you know, uh, haven't moved from their house um, of fifty years uh, into a um, into the next phase of their life. But there there was a um, there was a time where people were just really concerned about keeping everything around them, right? Oh yes, absolutely. And I think um, the majority of clients that we have now still do. Um, I love that. It, the the ethic behind um, no waste, um, reduce, reuse, recycle comes from the generation that we love working with. Mm-hmm. Um, people who, yeah, they've probably been living in their home for quite a long time now, but um, every little thing in the house is useful and purposeful. Yeah. But that can get away from us. That that system of using everything, when you start to diminish some of your capacity, uh, sight, hearing, smell, taste, all of those, as we get older, if they start to reduce, it's very difficult to stay on top of all the systems that rely on those things. Yeah. And, and a lot of people are needing to downsize because they just physically don't use all the space in their home anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the clients that we really love to help because we can navigate from starting from scratch, starting from the houses full of stuff to getting them right to where they're super comfortable in their new place with the things around them that they really love. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because people people often wonder, they're like, how can we move uh, from a 3,000-square-foot house into a 700-square-foot condo or something like that, or even smaller, you know, a bachelor unit or something? And, uh, you know, we we have met so many uh, homeowners who, who just say, you know what, I only live in my family room, kitchen, and bedroom. Yeah. Right. So uh, people who have not even stepped foot in their dining room for years or their basement. Right. That's right. Yeah. 
and everybody knows it. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's funny, right? Like we all joke about how we, we um, our clients use, you know, three rooms in the house and there might be 10 rooms in the house. But in this day and age with the cost of gas and the cost of uh, property taxes and maintenance, paying for all of that um, can be a huge strain on an individual so a lot of people are looking at that decision to maintain a big house and saying, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for me to move into a strata situation or maybe a retirement community yeah. and let somebody else worry about the yard and all of that kind of stuff. Well, hence the reason why Victoria's getting taller. If anyone is, is ever wondering why are there yeah. so many condos in Victoria, this is the reason why. It's a, it's a lifestyle thing, right? It is. And yeah. I'm uh, I'm um, just, you know, my family's very young, but I'm dreaming of those days when we don't have, you know, our weekends full of yard work and that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of freedom that comes with it too, so people can enjoy the retirement and not be housebound. Yeah, wow, so important. Um, uh, Emily, this is, uh, this is of course something that, that you would be dealing with too. We talk about seasonal things cause you know, uh, people need to have their lives organized for, you know, Halloween, uh, Christmas, uh, all that. Um, and people just chuck their items somewhere. I mean, again, this is something system wise that you probably, uh, advise people on how to handle, right? Yeah, absolutely. I know, uh, Everyone's different in the amount of things that they collect or keep or want to use to decorate. Um, But I think it's really important to each time you pull them out or use them that you, before putting them away, you really make sure that you use what you use. And then anything that was left in that bin that you didn't actually pull out that you do get rid of those things. The outbox. Yeah, you mm-hmm. put it in the outbox. Yeah, oh my goodness. That's, <laughs> I love that idea. i got to start thinking about doing that. And I actually, I feel that we could probably get our kids on board with the whole outbox situation. Kids love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think. They love having that empowerment, that choice, that they kind of have a, a say in the matter, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I And of course, I've got two. And I know that my son, he's super organized and he's pretty good. It's my daughter who might be one who, uh, you know, takes a little bit of... Uh, but you know what? I think this is one of the main things that you were touching on earlier, Emily, is getting to know the person because everyone has a different personality. Yeah, absolutely. There's right? like archetypes, in a sense, for the different styles of, of mindset around our things and why we keep them. Yeah. The psychology is quite fascinating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people are very organized. Some people uh, maybe prefer to live in that state of chaos, right? Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I think all of us do like uh, the feeling of calm, like a sanctuary. Yeah. I'd I'd hope. Yeah. And that's what you're here for. Yeah. So again, if people need to reach you, Emily, how can they do that? They can give me a call at 250-885-4613. Yeah. Or reach me online at www.lessbutbetter.ca. Great. And Annie, if people need to reach you at Act Together Moving. Give our office a call at 778-351-3888. And we're going to be open even over the holidays. And then we're online at acttogethermoving.com. It's important that listeners know, too, that you also have an office in the Lower Mainland. We do. Yes, my brother Patrick, as you know, runs our office out of White Rock. And there's another community that's growing up 
yeah. very rapidly. Yeah. So if you're on the mainland or in on the in on the island, or uh, even better, if you're call. going from Victoria to White Rock, oh my goodness, you're yeah. covered. Then you got us at both ends. Yes, amazing, amazing. Uh, well, both of you, thanks very much for coming, and to our listeners, organization and habits. My goodness, I'm going back home and I'm setting up that outbox. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll be here for you this time next week.